this is Victoria Rose. My podcast is for you if you love to solo travel, choosing to connect with and experience other cultures and landscapes as you deepen your understanding of yourself and of others. Come, let's journey together. Solo travel. What was my biggest challenge? In this episode, I will share with you what that biggest challenge was, and I can tell you right now, it's probably not what you're thinking. Two, I will share with you the action that I took when I realized how far downhill I had fallen. And three, I will declare the result. Was the pain worth the game. People say to me, why, why, why are you doing what you are doing? And that's why, because it is totally your responsibility to how your life turns out. It absolutely is. And if you don't embrace that, acknowledge it, then you will always be a bit of flotsam and jetsam on the sea of life. I call myself the queen of live stream, kind of tongue in cheek. I love live streaming. If you are in business and you are not live streaming, get yourself onto the routine of going live once a week. Yes, and notice the difference it will make to how you build your business. I have been live streaming my journey. By the time I get back to Australia mid-December, I would have live streamed through 10 countries over 16 months. My message is exactly that. Decide to live before you die. And I am wearing the t-shirt. Live your message. So I am living proof. I am walking my talk around how you have a look at what your dream is. So many people don't have one. Decide to have one and take the steps, baby steps, inch by inch, it's a cinch, and decide to do something about it. Once you claim the responsibility for your own life, then you will make it happen. Look around at your life right now. If you are not happy with the circumstances, there is no no doubt whatsoever that where you are in life right now is a result of all the decisions that you made, all of them, each and every day of your life. <laughs> Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search for Victoria Rose Solo Travel. All my live streams are there for you to pick and choose from. Please go right ahead and like my Over 60 Still Fabulous Facebook page. Let's all support each other. So what was 
And notice I used was my biggest challenge over the last 14 and a half months so far. Oh, I can demonstrate what my biggest challenge was. Are you ready? <laughs> what I ate and what I drank. I ate and drank my way around so far nine countries. By the time I get back to Australia, it'll be 10. Yes, I lived the life. The problem with that is I've always had, you know, a bit of a sweet tooth, especially traveling through Italy and Croatia. I absolutely developed a monster, a monster sweet tooth. And it was not until about two months ago that I saw something I did not like. Two words, love handles. And I took my clothes off and had a look at myself in the mirror. And I did not like what I saw. Not only did I not like what I saw, but I felt heavy. I felt fat and Frumpy. <laughs> so I put up with this for another month, and that's when I and when I came to Thailand, that's when the universe, synchronicity, the flow of life, an opportunity presented itself to me to help me undo the damage that I had done. That's the first thing. Many people think that my biggest challenge might be surviving on a pension. No, 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 I did that. Others think that it's the problem or the issues you can have with public transport when because the systems are so different with each country and you don't speak the language. Yes, that was a problem, but definitely not my biggest challenge. Others say that the biggest problem probably was the fact that you didn't know sometimes where you would be sleeping the next day, the next week, the next month. <laughs> you certainly have to have resilience and flexibility to live the way that I have lived life over the last 14 months. But no, they were challenges, but nowhere near as big as challenge of eating and drinking my way around, in particular, Italy and Croatia, when all that was on offer, often many times, there was not a healthy alternative. And living life the way I was, with only relying on public transport too, by the way, I didn't get that opportunity to go to a place where I could buy healthy food. I was just in the supermarket. And the, and I don't think there is a health food section in Italian supermarkets. If there is, it's pretty darn small, uh, Croatia as well. But what is on display are those delicious croissants, those wonderful chocolate-covered goody things, all lots of sweetness and tempting and that's what people do they just go in and this is their breakfast every morning and they buy themselves a croissant it's given to them in a little square piece of paper wrapped around the croissant and they just eat it just like I did at least to start with anyway 
So what did I do about it? Let's go now to point two. What happened to help me change the body that I had ended up with? Because you'd kind of think I would lose weight, right? <laughs> it is true that you do do a lot of activity with all the walking and lugging your backpack and pulling your trolley bag along. But strangely, not as much as when you're in a routine of going to weight training classes in the gym, going to yoga, and committed to walking every single day. Oftentimes, like here in Thailand, I cannot walk every day. There's nowhere for me to walk. And if you want to know about that, I'll explain that later. So I arrived in Thailand. I was feeling, as I said, heavy, fat and frumpy. And I don't like feeling like that. I have, I mean, I've even got a Facebook page called Food as Medicine Victoria Rose. And on that page, I still post disgusting, decadent posts, but sometimes you just have to. <laughs> but lots of thoughts, lots of ideas, because, see, I'm very much pro-choice. Let's show some information. I'm like a curator. Let's show some information, and that can save people from doing so much research doesn't absolve them from doing all the research, but they can get some idea of what really calls to them. I've understood about nutritious eating and I had totally obliterated all the good that I had done over these years. My host here in Thailand is a naturopath and just without me saying a word, just by coincidence, she said to me, Victoria, have you heard of MMS? I hadn't. And I asked her, what is that? MMS stands for Master Mineral Solution. It is not an MLM. The people that discovered this and now offer it to people who are diseased or suffering uh, they even tell you how to make it. But if you can't be bothered with making it yourself, you can get a whole year's worth for something around about 40 Australian dollars. So I watched the video. I downloaded the book and I just knew intuitively in my gut, I just knew that I had to do this. It was not easy. <laughs> <laughs> was the pain worth the gain? I am not going to go into any descriptions of what I went through except to say this. There was a four-day introduction where you built up to taking a certain amount of drops of this master mineral solution. I flew through the four days. It wasn't a problem. And then I started the first protocol. And the first protocol went for 21 days. What you did was take this MMS every hour, eight hours in the day for 21 days. Best if it's freshly mixed. It was tough, guys. I've done detoxes before. Nothing like this. 
detox. All I will say to you is, I spent a lot of time sitting on the toilet. I was nauseous every single day of those 21 days. I felt like my insides were exploding to the outside, which they did. But I was not going to give up because, yes, I didn't feel good now, but golly gosh, I sure as heck didn't feel fabulous before. I lasted till the 21 days and then I stopped. If you would like to see the video for yourself, now I'm not promoting this, um, it's not MLM, it's not a business actually. Uh, it is an incredible master miracle solution that can boast because they are a church, a health and healing church. So therefore, they talk about their strategies as sacraments. And they're able to say, because they're a church, that what these strategies slash sacraments will do. So the third point is, what's the result? Was the pain worth the gain? Or in this case, is it really the loss? Was the pain worth the loss? Absolutely yes. And one of those yeses, because there are two of them, are surprising. So one of those yeses is this. I am really sick. I couldn't tell you the last time I was sick. The only times I've actually had to go to the doctor was when I'd injured myself doing exercise or sport or something like that. I don't even have a doctor back in Melbourne. I've got a hairdresser and a dentist, of course, because they're priorities. But I don't even have a doctor. So I don't get sick, except for when I was pregnant. With my two, I did get morning sickness, but that was over four decades ago. I could barely remember that. So it's not that I wasn't understanding other people who were feeling sick, but you can't really understand something until you've experienced it yourself. So to feel nauseous, to feel sick, and especially in this heat and humidity, for 21 days, there were days when I just, in the afternoon, I had to, it was too hot, but anyway, I just went. And I, I just had to put my head down and lie down and just lie there. I don't go to sleep in the daytime and just lie there. On average, I slept between eight to mostly 10 hours every night. The surprising benefit or good, yes, the pain was worth the gain slash loss was I am way more understanding, empathic about people who are sick, more understanding. It's not that I was hard-hearted before, but when you don't get sick, you just don't have the depth of understanding and wanting to support them in, in certain ways. So that's the surprising one. So what about the other one? <laughs> my love handles are greatly diminished. As a matter of fact, you probably couldn't call them handles anymore. I look at myself in the mirror. 
I'm much lighter, guys. I feel lighter. I go, wow, but there was a lot of stuff, a lot of toxins in my body that needed to come out. And it seemed like there was no other way to do it. And I want to share that one of the claims that MMS makes is that they have healed cancers and they get away with that because they're a church. Let me share with you something that had been sort of starting to bother me. So here, you can't really see it now, on my arm, I've had a sore there for, well, before I started traveling and I thought it was just dry skin so I would put oil there, coconut oil or whatever I had at the time. Although it didn't grow rapidly, it certainly wasn't going away and slowly, slowly getting bigger. And I was starting to think, oh my gosh, is this skin cancer? It's gone. I mean, you can see, but certainly it's healing up and almost gone. There's still a little bit of the scab left. So was the pain worth the gain slash lost? Absolutely. This is where we are all different. When we have something that is causing our body's pain, our mind's pain, we have choices and it is up to us to do our research to decide, well, what am I going to do this time? My name is Victoria Rose. My why for going live, for sharing what I've learned, is that you can live your dream too. This isn't just about solo travel. This is about you deciding to take the power for your life back. Many of us have been sitting in the driver's seat of our, sorry, that's wrong, have been sitting in the passenger seat of our lives for so long. Some are sitting in the back seat, some have been in the boot, and at one of my workshops, one woman said she's been dragged along behind, clinging on to the back bumper. That's not a way to live life. It can be scary getting in the driver's seat, but it's the only way to live life, decide to live before you die. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed uh, me sharing uh, what I did with my biggest challenge and the difference that it's made to me. I'm still not 100% as far as feeling bright and sparkly, but oh golly gosh, I'm a lot better. And this is only two days after I finished my 21-day detox. So what do you think? I'm not here to convince anyone of anything, but when I found something that created such an incredible result for me, I feel rejuvenated, recharged. <laughs> Watch out, Australia. I will be back mid December. I have one final thing to show you and you guys know that I always do this. Yes, we all need to operate more from our 
heart. The world needs it. To finalize this episode today, I want to share with you a most heartwarming story. Yesterday, I walked the 40 slash 50 minutes to catch the local transport to go up to a beach called, and where there's a temple, called Kao Takiab or something. Now, on this transport, it's a song tower. So you sort of clamber in the back and sit on the side benches. So what happened on this trip? Just before we got to my stop, there were only two of us left. One was one of those, you see this a lot in Hua Hin, I'm probably common all around Thailand, where the locals walk around and they open up this very flat suitcase and inside are all these, I'm assuming, lottery tickets, which they're selling to people wherever they can sell to people, not to Farangs, which is us, of course, but to locals. So this woman was there. She's a mature woman and I'm there. And I had a look at her and I thought, I've seen these guys. I've seen what they walk around all day just trying to make some money to live. So I pulled out 20 baht. Now, before <laughs> I'm not boasting about my generosity there, 20 part is only $2 to me, so it wasn't a hard thing to do. So I pulled out 20 baht and presented it to her. And she went, pointed to the driver. I said, no, no, for you. And, and she took it and she did this and thank, thank you. And I just smiled back and, hey, do you know the payoff for me was I felt good. For a measly two Australian dollars, I felt good. So we got off and, oh, she got off at the same stop and she walked ahead of me and paid the driver and I went to pay the driver and she said, the driver said, oh, no, uh, or she didn't say because she doesn't speak English, but already paid for. This woman had paid her fare and mine with a 20 baht. I mean, mamma mia. I don't know if you understand the meaning of that. I thought, wow. That 20 bar was for her. It was not to give back to me. So immediately I wanted to give her more money. But I knew I couldn't do that. I felt that if I'd have done that, it would have devalued her gesture in giving me back or sharing my gift with me. Because clearly that gave her pleasure as well. There are good people in every corner of the world. Get out and find them. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. I think it's time to say goodbye. Mwah. Thank you. Bye. Who do you know who would love to receive my podcast to get the tips, the strategies, real life experiences that have supported me throughout my solo travel? I'll catch up with you in my next episode. Thank you.